Welcome to Hypnobirthing 20 Questions, a podcast series which aims to answer some of the most popular questions that people are asking about hypnobirthing on Google. I'm Sophie Fletcher, the best-selling author of Mindful Hypnobirthing. I'm an experienced hypnotherapist and birth doula who has attended many births, and I've seen firsthand how hypnobirthing works and which tools can really make a difference. In each episode, I will answer a different question from the practical to the provocative. Today's episode is hypnobirthing, how to practice. Now, this can be really complicated because if you are picking up bits and pieces of different programs of hypnobirthing across the internet, it can be quite tricky learning how to actually piece that all together. So I'm going to give you a run through of why you need to practice. Reading a book is not enough on its own and how you can pick that practice in whatever is going on in your life. So let's get started. First of all, if you have done a hypnobirthing course, they should have given you clear guidelines on how to practice. It's hard for me to really tell you what to do with the program you studied without knowing what that program has recommended, because each program has very different ways of teaching. There are programs that will recommend two hours of practice a day based on their techniques, others which might say half an hour, and others that may say even less than that. So, It's knowing the program that you're doing and what the protocols are for that program. There are also different techniques that need different focus. So let's look at breathing. A lot of people think about breathing when hypnobirthing is mentioned. And it's not just about learning how to breathe. You know how to breathe. And a lot of hypnobirthing is about rhythmic breathing. It's about how to get into what's known as a lengthening breath when your out breath is longer than your in breath, which helps support your soothing system, which then relaxes your muscles, which is really fundamental. You can learn the breathing technique, but the difference with hypnobirthing and other antenatal methods where you're taught breathing is hypnobirthing should be amplifying the power of that breathing and should be giving you triggers to relax your muscles just by using a counting down. I know that some other methods use five, four, three, two, one. I use three, two, one. Relax, relax, relax. So you breathe in, three, two, one, and then out, relax, relax, relax. And that longer out breath really helps support that soothing system and that muscle relaxation. But the practice means that when you do this regularly, All I have to do is say, three, two, one, relax, relax, relax. And you will instantly start to feel relaxed because what that practice has done is it's created an association between the counting down and that breath and the feeling of relaxation. Whilst a book or a quick demonstration can give you an example of that breathing, the real power of that breath is to be found in the practice. It's the same with all the other breathing techniques. You must practice. And I would say that to do this once a day is a very easy thing to do. You can do it in the bath. You can do it when you're sitting on the loo. Ideally, find somewhere that is private, it's uninterrupted. I used to do mine just before I went to sleep at night. It would help me get ready for bed. It would just get my mind into a calm state before I went to sleep. So that breath work is really important. 
If you are far along in your pregnancy and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't got long enough to condition these techniques, rest assured, if you are further along in your pregnancy, I would just say maybe up the practice so you're doing something every single day. And hypnosis works really quickly. I have people in my practice working with them for an hour and they can make really quite fundamental, huge changes in that hour. So you can do that however far on in your pregnancy you are. The second thing I think is really important is to think about the imagery tools you're using. You will have been given imagery tools and you will have been given tracks as well. So let's start with the actual imagery tools because they're a form of self-hypnosis. In a class, you should be given a demonstration of the self-hypnosis and how to use it. So for example, in my class, you'll be shown and taught the three, two, one, relax, 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 and you'll be taught a deepener. That's a big part of any hypnobirthing course. So 10, 9, 8, 7. So you just count down to one. That counting down, whether it's the rapid relaxation, the three, two, one, relax, 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 or a deepener, 10, 9, Eight. It's like a step into self-hypnosis. So you master that and from that you go into the imagery. An imagery might be a dial that you're using to turn pain down. It might be a numbing fluid that you're imagining going through your body. It might be a cloak of relaxation. Different courses teach different imagery tools, but it will be something that gives you confidence, increases your sense of well-being, and it will generally be an image or a metaphor or something like that. Practice that again on a regular basis, I would say maybe three times a week if you're starting at around 32 to 35 weeks. Again, if you're further along in your pregnancy, I just take 10 minutes to 15 minutes out of your day to really practice that. The best way to practice it is to, again, find a space in your home where you can relax, put some relaxing music on in the background. Your hypnobirthing music is really great to have in the background when you are practicing these tools. You may want to dim the lights. You may want to get a blanket. Sometimes your temperature can dip a little bit in hypnosis. So just make sure you're snug and warm and you feel safe and calm and secure when you're practicing these imagery tools. Remember as well, they don't have to be the exact tools that you are taught. The importance about practicing hypnobirthing is knowing that you can slightly alter them so the tools feel natural to you. So someone might teach you that there is a dial to turn pain down. Actually, a switch may be better for you. There may be a color to that dial. Then it may be a certain design. So you can really enhance that technique by thinking about if there were a dial, how would it be for you? And that imagery can really grow and work really well. So you've got that self-hypnosis and that guided imagery. Then on top of that, you will have tracks. Tracks are something that you can listen to at home. I listened to them in my bed at night before I went to sleep because I did have a toddler and it was the only time that I could be sure that I wouldn't be interrupted was when I had put my toddler down for the night. I was in my room, I felt secure, I felt safe. So inevitably I went into a lovely deep state of hypnosis and then I listened to those tracks. Sometimes you can feel as though you're falling asleep, that's fine, just keep listening. What I generally say to people is 
vary where you're listening to your tracks. So you will naturally go into a very deep state of hypnosis in your bedroom if that's where you feel most private, most uninterrupted, because your unconscious mind, that part of your mind outside of your awareness can really let go as if it is going into sleep. But if you're listening to it, for example, in a sitting room, during the day when someone might knock on the door, it's more likely that you'll go into a lighter state of hypnosis and hear more of what I'm saying or what the person is saying on the tracks that you're listening to. That's a really good thing to practice because I don't know where you're going to have your baby. You may be at home or you may be in a birthing unit, you may be in a hospital, which are more unfamiliar places. They're a little bit louder. There's a higher likelihood of interruptions. So it's really good to practice your tracks in places where there may be noise and interruption. So you can reassure yourself that you can go into hypnosis irrespective of what's going on around you. It's also important to practice your techniques while sitting on a ball. And a lot of people think that hypnobirthing is listening to tracks and you're on a bed and you're drifting off. But actually, hypnosis can be quite wakeful. You can sit on a ball, you can practice with a partner or a friend to build up that confidence because your unconscious mind will only take you as deep as hypnosis as is safe for you. So it won't take you into a very, very, very deep state of hypnosis where you feel like you're sleeping when you're sitting on your birth ball. It will be a much lighter state of hypnosis, but it is just as powerful. I have people coming into my practice who will say, I heard every word you said, and the changes for them will be as profound as someone going into a much deeper state of hypnosis, where sometimes they can't even recall having spoken to me. There are very different types types of responses, but the outcomes are not dependent on your response into depth of hypnosis, which I think is really interesting and reassuring as well. So practice on your ball, maybe practice in some different positions that you are interested in for birth. You may be doing an active birth course, you may be doing some pregnancy yoga. So practice listening to your tracks or practice your imagery and your breathing in those positions as well. So you can really vary it. Now, sometimes when You've got other children. It can be really hard to find the time. I've got a very small gap between my children. There are 17 months between my children. So I was just over eight months when I found out I was pregnant with my second. And so I listened to my tracks at night before I went to sleep. I would listen to them in the bath. I would listen to them out when I was having a walk in the park and I was pushing the pram. When I was filling the car up with fuel, when I was standing in a queue, when I was playing with my baby, I would practice those techniques as well. Waiting for the kettle to boil. There are all sorts of different places that you can just grab moments where you can practice. I think it's really helpful to get a friend as well to help you with the techniques if your partner is doesn't want to be engaged in it. Personally, I think your partner helping you with your practice is really, really important. But I understand that all partners might not be there. Also, they might not really be into hypnobirthing and you might feel as though you're doing it on your own. If that's the case, have a friend come in and help you because it can help to have that support as well. Do a course, I would say. Really, really do a course. Courses are not that expensive now. You can do an online course. 
many of these courses have support groups as well. So if there are techniques that you're learning, even if you've done a course, if there are techniques you are learning that you can't get to grips with, or you're not sure about, or they don't feel they're working for you, go back to the teacher on your course. Or if you're doing an online course, a support group is a great place to post a comment. I always ask people in my group to tag me. I will do a Facebook Live on various techniques as well if people want to brush up on them. I would say find someone that you can just bounce those techniques off as well. If it's just an hour with a hypnotherapist, that can be hugely helpful. I often find that however much work people have done, for some people, there is some lingering anxiety about very specific things and a hypnotherapist can help you address those and let go of those just residual anxieties and worries that you may have. It's quite natural to still feel some of that anxiety at the end. There's something called expectation anxiety in hypnosis and it's quite common with fear of flying as well. So there's situations where you can't really test them out before you use them. And so it's really important to think of times where you maybe can test those techniques out and really trust the process. If you've done the practice, they will work. All you're doing is conditioning your body's responses unconsciously to the things that you are learning. They're all triggers, the smells, the counting down, the imagery tools. The more you practice them, the more powerful they get. If you're early on in your pregnancy and you started with practicing these tools, just make sure however busy you are, you check in and practice them on a fairly regular basis. So maybe twice a week, listen to your tracks at night. But the closer you get to your birth, up your practice, do a little bit every day. I say to people, a track and breathing every day and stick your affirmations up around your home. And there's this amazing thing that we do psychologically, and that's called perception without awareness. So if you put images or words up around your home that support your intention for a positive birth, your unconscious mind will absorb those messages as you go about your daily business. So that's a form of practice as well. But have those affirmations up around you because you can learn those outside of your conscious awareness. Certainly from 37 weeks and as you go into maternity leave, you can go for walks listening to your tracks. Oxytocin is known to be supported by a natural environment. So if you're outside in nature, in the woods or the mountains near the coast, all of those places help amplify oxytocin. So if you're listening to your tracks while walking out, that's absolutely fine. And it will really support that rise of oxytocin in those last few weeks of your pregnancy. If you're just coming to hypnobirthing really late on and you're thinking this sounds like a lot of practice, it's really not. Listen to your tracks before you go to sleep at night. Practice your breathing somewhere where you feel secure, safe, unobserved, uninterrupted once a day. That only needs to be five minutes. Just alternate where you listen to your tracks and practice those self-imagery tools. Practice listening to your tracks on headphones in the car if you're transferring to hospital because it's that moment when adrenaline can start to rise. You may be going from a place where you feel very familiar, very safe at home and getting in the car suddenly you can feel quite observed. It can make people feel more alert. If you've sat in the front or the back seat listening to your tracks before that, what you're doing is anchoring a sense of calm and relaxation to your car. So it minimizes that adrenaline spike that can happen in the car. So that's a good tip as well. 
And lastly, don't forget the practice is also benefiting your baby. Don't always listen to the tracks on headphones. Listen to the tracks through speakers as well. Because when you relax, you'll notice that your baby starts moving. And that's because your baby senses that relaxation and is responding to it. They will also start to associate the background music with you being relaxed and them feeling good. After the birth, if you play that music your baby will find it soothing. And I have seen this in action. There's also evidence to support it. They play the music of a soap opera over and over again during pregnancy and afterwards their babies visibly responded to that music. I've seen babies respond to the hypnobirthing music after they're born. It's amazing. I hope that's really helpful. That's a slightly longer podcast than normal. But I think practice is so, so important. People think, yeah, I'm just going to read a book. I'm going to do a course. And and they don't really do the practice. And then they say, hypnobirthing didn't work for me. And that's why it's important to do the practice. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to check out more of my content, like and follow me on YouTube and Instagram at Mindful Hypnobirthing Book. Or if you're interested in more of my products or services, or even my courses, go to sophiefletcher.co.uk.